Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the NFL. What's up, party people in the house? It's Dynasty War Games, and I'm your host, Jesse Schneeman. I'm here flying solo tonight. It's a little weird, but I'm going to do it anyway. Chad and Mike couldn't make it tonight, so I'm going to be that rapper from the 90s, 80s, K-Solo. If anybody remembers K-Solo, man, I'm a little surprised about that. (laughs) All right, so I'm here, and I'm going to do a wide receiver primer for you guys. Uh, free agency primer, that is. I'm going to list out some guys. We're going to play a game tonight, but those guys aren't here. So I'm going to list out some guys, kind of put them in some tiers for you. Um, And then I have some landing spots broken up into tiers, and I'll try to match a few of those guys up and uh, maybe even throw out a little bit of Dynasty uh, trade value. All right, so uh, no banter. Uh, with my co-host today, so I'm just going to jump right into the content. Uh, this is a thin market this year. Um, really, really thin. Unless some guys get cut or unless some guys get traded, we'll see what happens. Um, it does look like Brandon Cooks will be available at some point, but he's not on my list because he's not a free agent. Um, but keep in mind, he's probably, at this point, um, the best wide receiver on the market, but we saw a lot of movement last year in the trade market. So, uh, we could see a lot more, uh, movement in the trade market this year. Uh, there are a lot of wide receiver needing teams and this rookie class is not nearly as good as it was last year, at least in my opinion. So, uh, without further, further ado, let's get to my tier one and <laughs> not the greatest of tiers. So we've got Juju Smith Schuster leading the pack. Um, this year he was with the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, just got hurt this last Sunday in the uh, AFC Championship game. Not sure if he'll be available for the Super Bowl or not. Uh, good showing in the Super Bowl would definitely boost his value. But not a horrible year for Juju, but probably not what we all expected or what we had all hoped uh, when he went to the, when you know when he signed with Kansas City on a one-year deal. 101 targets. 78 catches, 933 yards, only three touchdowns. I think, uh, you know, the biggest issue there is touchdowns. But then, uh, you know, more of a wide receiver two uh, slash three. In PPR, he was the wide receiver 27, standard wide wide receiver 39. So if that's your best wide receiver on the free agent market, we're probably in a little trouble here. All right, so... Uh, moving on to number two, I have DJ Chark. Uh, Chark was with the Lions this year. He signed on a one-year deal. Looked pretty good. Missed a lot of time, as DJ Chark does. Uh, his numbers in 11 games were 52 targets, 30 receptions, 502 yards, and three touchdowns. So DJ Chark 
was the wide receiver 76 in PPR 65 in standard. I think what you're hoping if you sign a guy like him um, really is just that he provides you some deep speed over the top. I think if he were to sign with some of the tier one teams that I have on my list here, um, he could definitely provide some value, but be careful when, when trading for these guys, because again, (laughs) tier one in this market, is not something major. You know, I wouldn't give up anything more than maybe a third for DJ Shark. I might give a third and another third or a third and a fourth. And uh, before I move on to the next wide receiver in my tier, I have a surprise. I actually have a co-host tonight. My co-host on (laughs) Dynasty Fever. Yeah. (laughs) How are you, my friend? Not the too bad, man. You know, I was I was like, damn, you know, they're like 20 minutes late. Let me wrap up this thing I'm doing in my spreadsheet, and then I'm just gonna go to bed. And uh, and then I get this StreamYard link, and I'm like, ah, let me go hang out <laughs> with my friend Jesse. Let me let me see what's going on. Well, we're more on brand than ever tonight. Neither my, neither of the other guys could make it last minute. So man, I was God trying sucks. to do this thing solo, dude. I know you don't no, like doing I, that. You know, yeah. I well, wanted to like say it. like, all right, let's let him let's let him get some practice doing it. But I know you don't like doing it, and it's live. So I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll I'll come by and say that. I think I was doing all right. So so far, okay, I went over. I believe. All right, see you later. <laughs> so far, I went over Juju and Chark as the top two guys in ah, free agency. Well, then we really only have one or two guys to talk about, and then we're done. <laughs> Actually, there's two more guys in in the in tier one that uh that I think, they think are all right. So. Do you want to play a little game with me? Actually, yeah, sure. I, I was going to ask you if you had a game lined up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do yeah it. I do. We're going to play a little keep trade cut. Okay. All right. So the aforementioned Juju, mm-hmm. DJ Chark, mm-hmm. and Alan Lazard. Keep trade cut. Wow. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Juju. Uh, okay. I think there, there's a there's a chance he's still tied to Mahomes, uh, and and if not, you know you're still talking about a uh, what 26, 25 year old wide receiver who who can command targets. Yeah, gonna, that's the that's the weird thing that Juju still has going for him is he's still young. Yeah, uh, I'm going to trade Chark. Uh, I think uh, he may have earned himself a little bit of a contract somewhere where he can be the deep threat. You know, like, I don't think they're going to need him with, with JMO coming, but uh, I, I think if on the right team, his, his value can maybe get a bump after free agency and you can trade him for something. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm cutting Lazard between, you know, quarterback un- uncertainty and, you know, uh, Watson and, and Dobbs and, um, you know, the likelihood that they that they draft, you know, a good tight end or another wide receiver, you know, later with maybe like their third round pick or something. I just um, he's miss, he like he's just meh and consistent, but like mm-hmm. the most cuttable, I think, out of the three. Nothing really against him so much as he's just the most cuttable out of the three. You know? If he's not paired with Rogers, I'm not sure what what real value he. Has. I mean, he's big and fast. He's got some speed anyway. Um, you know, not the greatest hands in the world. Not not certainly going to separate really on a on a consistent basis. Um, good blocker though, I guess. <laughs> That's something, right? Yeah. yeah, I think I would keep Juju 
Oh no, I'm sorry. I think I would keep Lazard though. Hmm. Um and hope that he went back to the Packers. I would trade Juju because I think I can get the most for him. True. Yeah. And then I would I would cut Chark. I was actually just speculating on Chark's trade value before you jumped on. So mm-hmm. I was thinking a third or two. What if I offered offered you two thirds? You know, it's funny when you said trade value, I said more, I thought more than a third, but not a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, two thirds. Uh, I mean, I might, I might take that, but it's also at the price point where I'm like, eh, let's see where he signs. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe I'll get more at the end of it. I'm not saying it's an unfair, you know, value at this, at this time, but you know, um, what, you know, what, what are we looking at there? Uh, uh, you know, uh, Luke Musgrave and Nathaniel Dell, you know, um, you know, maybe I'll, uh, yeah, maybe I'll hold on to him. Yeah, it looks like there are a lot of running backs in this class, though, that could go in late, late second, early third. I don't know. I'm always looking for that, the next Ramondre Stevenson, right? Yeah, I mean, it all depends on where, I mean, like you, we say it all the time on where these guys land and, and, and what draft capital they get. Like, you know, right now, if I was doing a, 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 a rookie mock, I'd probably lean running back in some cases because you, you sort of know that like, well, you know, they're, they're very, they're very usable, but wide receivers, it's kind of a mystery. There's more variables and that sort of thing. But, you know, depending on, you know, the, the landing spot, it'll either push wide receivers up, up or down. So it may look very different from where it is now. All right, cool, cool. Yeah. Let's look at the next group in, in tier one. Yeah. So we've got keep trade cut, Jacoby Myers, McCole Hardman, Paris Campbell. I'm cutting Hardman. I've just never been a Hardman person. I don't think he's going to end up staying with Kansas City. And, you know, as as Hardman is, take away Mahomes and, I don't know. It 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 get it gets ugly. I can't get much uh, for Campbell, but uh, you know if he if he gets a, a quarterback that that can target the slot, um, you know he's he's either the the keep or the trade. You can probably get the most you know for for Myers if we're using that as the evaluation uh, for trading. But he's also probably the most worth the most to my team if I'm trying to compete. The thing mm-hmm. about Myers is. The reason I would probably say trade him, what if he gets like the Christian Kirk treatment, right? Like what if there's a very thin wide receiver class and he ends up with the guy who has a contract that we think is too big, right? And then all of a sudden he gets a value spike like Kirk did. Now, Kirk kind of delivered on that value spike this year. I mean, I like Myers. He's always underrated and and always cheap, you know, uh, cheaper than he should be. But you could maybe capitalize off like the fact that you know, it's Juju Myers and and who knows, and and he gets a good contract. That's a good point. <clears throat> I mean, I if if Christian Kirk was in this class, he'd definitely be at the top of it, right? In my opinion, anyway. But he's not in this class, right? And there's nobody else better that really you could say that's definitely better than Jacoby Myers. So yeah, he could get the bag. He could get at least a small bag. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go over some landing spots in a little bit, but there's a couple spots I think you could really fit well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get a value spike. So um, yeah, definitely. I definitely, I agree. Hold him. And then I'm sorry, who were you trading? 
But I, I was maybe saying that he's the candidate for trade rather than keep. Oh, okay. Because, uh, but I'm thinking trade after he gets the bag, right? Okay, I gotcha. But if so we're, hold ta- for now, if we're talking trade. now, I would hold and then trade uh, Campbell. But you know, you know, it's. I think once we see what the contracts are in the landing spots, Myers would right. probably have the value to trade. Yeah, Myers is definitely the most valuable out of those three. So, uh, who do you like better out of Hardman and? Campbell, as far as keeping on your team or what you, you know, would, who's got better? I feel you know, like Hardman's probably got a little more value, right? Campbell had a few weeks there where Matt Ryan like peppered him, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. He finally stayed healthy for a year. And when Matt Ryan wasn't the quarterback, he didn't get peppered. Um, mm. You know, I don't know what that says about that situation, whether it's Ryan being smart enough to, you know, grab that, that quick pass or that his arm isn't good um not so sure but uh yeah i mean they're close they're close mm-hmm. yeah yeah Sorry. i feel like they're real close too i might you know i might trade one for the other i think i like hardman a little better because he's younger paris campbell probably can do more things hardman's sort of a one-trick pony mm, yeah um I mean, I could see Hardman fitting very well on certain offenses. Dallas needs a player like that badly. You know, a lot of teams need a player that can sort of, you know, take the top off of a defense. And, uh, you know, that, like I said, that's that's the one thing that Hardman can do, though. He's not shown an ability to stay healthy. Although, I mean, <laughs> what NFL players do these days? <laughs> the Niners. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I don't hold that against football players. If they get hurt, guys nah. get hurt. I mean, like, think about it's there, there, there. Look at the money that that uh, you know is is invested in them, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think I think they're they're just more careful too. You know, uh, it's not. I mean, like, it's yeah. Everybody's bigger, stronger, faster, and the conditioning is better. So you would think you know half the league wouldn't be questionable uh, every week, but you know that's also because we essentially did away with probable and. And also because, you know, I mean, look, look at what the franchise tags are, right? Like, you know, like you're, you're, you're given a, you're given these, these, these guys a, a big salary, even if they're like, you're the you're wide receiver three. Yeah. You're going to hold them out to be cautious if it's a string calf in week nine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Also, do you think, do you think Eddie George was bigger than Todd Gurley? Do I think Eddie I- he seems bigger in the way he played, but I, I was looking at Todd Gurley's size the other day because someone was saying like they, they were making a stat thing that only he mm-hmm. and three other people did it. And like the other guy was a chain. And I was like, bruh, look at this guy. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. you know, and then I quote tweeted, tweeted with everybody's size. And like, you know, he was comparing a chain to like guys who were like 220. Um. Yeah, but yeah, more, but yeah. But yeah, when we were more, younger, the shoulder pads were effing huge. <laughs> exactly. All yeah. the pads. All yeah, the yeah. pads were just yeah. gigantic, and you know, like even the bus that guy coming at you in those pads and the sleeves, like actually hung down past the yeah. shoulder. Yeah. Right. Old guy. Takes. I like to if if I was better with computers, I'd like to make a picture of like Eddie George eating a bowl of cereal and a train a chain is like on the spoon. Like, <laughs> or or Todd Gurley or whoever you know. 
back when wide receivers wore the 80s. Yes. Yeah, we were just talking about that on Fever, man. I miss those <laughs> days. 88 and 80, those were the numbers, man. Everybody yeah, wanted yeah. to have those numbers. Yeah. All right, so let's move to Tier 2. It's a real short tier full of some real gross names. All right. Keep trade cut. Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> I'm not even going to go over the numbers, right? Yeah. Darius Slayton. Yeah. Richie James. Oh, interesting. Um, and this is the last year that we're actually going to play this game with. Right. The next, and, the and next two all, tiers, I'll just read and we'll see if there's any interesting. Things. They're all free agents, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to. I want to say cut James. You know, I mean, yeah. he, he's he's a PPR guy. If, if he if he gets if he gets targets, but I think he he benefited from the Giants being barren at wide receiver and Wandell Robinson going down. You know, and he's uh, what thirty seven, and this is the first time any of us have ever heard of him. Right. He had that one, like, remember that huge game he had for San Francisco? It was like a Monday night game. It's like maybe no. two, three years ago. Yeah, it was a huge game he had. Um, no, I never I, heard of him before this year. I mean, I'm sure I did. I just don't remember it. I'm going to keep Slayton. Like, you know, people forget he's only like, what, 25, 26, something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, has talent. Like, he just, you know, was the forgotten man there for a while and then was hurt too. And, you know, he, he flashed a little uh, – uh, you know, this year, whereas Aguilar, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of, it just, there's just, meh. you know, like you can get a guy to, you know, take the, you said, take the top off a a defense one trick pony and occasionally target him beyond a decoy. Mm -hmm. I I, I can get a million guys like that. And maybe I just misjudged Aguilar. I don't know. Well, he can't even catch though. That's the thing. Once, like once every three years, he'll he'll put up a decent season, and you'll remember who he is again. Was his best years on on, on Philly? No, well, I guess one of them, and then he had a good year. Uh, he had a good year with the Raiders, and I think his first year with the. No, actually, I don't think he's been good with the, with Pat's off. I think it's just so I don't know if you saw, but um, the the New York City sanitation workers retweeted. Uh, like the Empire State Building being lit up green and and um, white uh, to celebrate. I don't know why Empire State Building green and white to celebrate the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, but um, and then they're like, uh, this is traitorous and treacherous, and you know, count on us to take out the trash, including the Eagles next year. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my buddy lives uh, lives in Manhattan. He sent me, but who's an Eagles fan? Sent me some pictures of that. Uh, hey, that's great. Don't expect us to return the favor. I wouldn't expect that. <laughs> uh, I saw a lot of videos from uh, Niners fans on Sunday. I was, I was like getting walking harassed, through, walking through the Eagles. Crowd. I mean, when you say getting harassed, people yelling things at them. Sure, well, that's not really harassing someone in a parking lot of a football game. You know, so no, nah, nobody got set video. on fire. <laughs> That one video that you posted yet, that one video that you posted in uh in in the group chat, I like the vibe it gave me was like like a movie, like someone was making a movie with like a first person POV of like <laughs> you know uh, walking through hostile territory, like a like a boxer walking to the ring with like a hostile crowd, like that's what it felt like. It felt it it felt like it, it gave me those kinds of vibes. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, a little bit like a boss, like a, a boxer walking to the ring. It's interesting. Yeah, I saw another one. The one guy jumps up. If you know anything about Jersey, the one guy jumps up and he yells, "Hey, hey, hey! Come here, come here! What part of Camden are you from?" <laughs> Just really. <laughs> if you know anything about Jersey, Camden is not the place you want to be. Yeah, yeah, I think it's led. Uh, I think it's led the country in murder percentage a couple times. It, it can be rough down there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. So, but let's say, yeah, this is not this. Well, I mean, if Chad and Mike, oh, are did you see? I'm sorry, did you Eagles see the podcast. the clip of uh of the Bosa brother getting into it with uh Eagles fans? No, yeah, I did not. Like Joey, it, who whichever one is the Charger and not the guy who Travis. was playing. Jonathan, no. I don't know. <laughs> Once Nick, once Joey. One was playing I'm and one wasn't. <laughs> I'm just making up boy band names. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the the one the Charger uh, was getting into it with with Eagles fans. Like Eagles fans were like filming them. Oh, it was okay. just like you know, it was just you know, two two young men getting aggro. It was you know, kind of immature and stupid. But yeah. yeah, Mrs. Kelsey is the first mom to ever have two sons in the Super Bowl playing against each other. As as Travis said, she can't lose. She's the only person that can't lose. I guess their dad might not be around. I don't know. But uh, well, the NFL can't lose. Damn straight there. I mean, you know, Eagles fans as well. I mean, I don't want to say it's in the bag or anything, but yikes, they don't really match up to us very well. <laughs> and <laughs> Your your defense Mahomes is soft is in the middle. Your, the, your pass I defense mean, is soft in the middle, and all they do is throw to Kelsey in the slot. Like that's what that's what she said. Like uh, yeah, exactly. You're vulnerable. No, we're not. Here you are. <laughs> Avante Maddox can cover Kelsey. I'm not worried about it. Someone will take his head off. <laughs> I mean, I just that that little toddler hobble that Mahomes does is really. Really worse with that ankle. I don't know. I know he's got two two weeks to heal, but you know, I mean, he's only got Kelsey. You can bracket and double the only player they got. It's not a big deal. So fair, yeah. And I just don't think they'll be able to stop the Eagles' offense. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're 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 a pass funnel, and I mean, you, you know, you you've got three really good targets there. So four. If you if you count quests, sure. Well, we don't. Only Philly fans do. I mean, that's your. Mistake. I think he's good. He's just underused. Yeah. yeah, he is. I mean, he's a matchup guy, right? If if he matches up well against that defense, then they'll use him. Yeah. Sometimes they just don't get to him. He's in the game plan, but he's not a tier two free agent wide receiver. No, he is not. So yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to argue with any of that crap. <laughs> Any 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 way you want to put those guys out there is fine. Mm-hmm. So I kind I kind of just have one tier left, and it's just mm-hmm. it's old and in the way, basically. Okay, Randall, just tell me if any of these guys. Pause. Are are, is the, is that a reference to the album and the? Yes. Oh, okay. Are you okay? I, I was. I'm glad you the, you. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're talking about uh, Jerry Garcia, right? Yeah, and and Grisham okay. the um. The, yeah, uh, David Gresham, mandolin player. Yes, there's. No, I am a sucker for a little guitar. By the way, 
and you can play any kind of little guitar, ukulele, mandolin, mm-hmm. whatever else you got, some of your kids' toy plastic guitar, play that on an album. I'm in. There's a there's I've listened a, to uh, the pizza tapes. I've listened to all kinds of like hours and hours of these two idiots, well, geniuses, but sitting around doing idiotic things with two little guitars, you know. Anyway, I'm sorry, go on. There's the, there's a um video of them covering um uh, uh um a, a Jimmy Cliff song. Oh, oh, it's, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll I'll get it. I'll get it. Yeah. Is it uh sitting here in limbo? Yes, it's a beautiful song. Oh, I yeah, love it's it. It's really good. It's really oh. good. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. It's really good. I love it. Yeah. It's really good on the mandolin. Mm. Yeah. All right. So yes, old and in the way. Just tell me if any of these guys interest you. If you would give up a fourth, third, something like that. Randall Cobb. Marvin Jones, Julio, AJ Green, Jarvis Landry, Jamison Crowder. I think of those guys, the first two and Landry have the best chance of remaining like in the NFL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 like uh perhaps Cobb, a, Marvin uh, Jones. Yeah, having I mean, a fantasy yeah. relevant week here or there. Like, yeah. you know, Cobb's a good slot guy. Like he's a smart football player. You, you know, he can he can latch on somewhere and, you know, you can rely on him. Not much production there, but, you know, if I have a 30-person roster, Randall Cobb at the bottom of it, yeah, why not? Marvin if Jones. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. If Aaron Rodgers gets traded, maybe Cobb ends up on that team. Yeah. Because, you know, he seems to like to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Landry I could see kind of being, like you said, having a relevant week here or there. Um, AJ Green, I believe, already hinted that he's going to retire or discussed it publicly. Yeah, he's he's got it. I mean, they weren't even like he was like fully healthy, and he was just like holding his helmet on the sidelines. Like, yeah. Um, Crowder, I, I don't even know if he finished the year on a team. He um, sure was he with he, the Bills? He really he busted like his ankle really bad in like the middle of the year and was out for the for the rest of the year. Mm. Um, you know, I, I mean, you know. I'm trying to cling to Khalil Shakir dynasty value. So my narrative is they move on from, from Crowder and just use Shakir. I don't know that he really catches on any, anywhere else in a relevant way. All right, cool. Cool. All right. So um, our resident rookie expert, Dallas Hyder told me not to forget this tier of guys right here. Okay. All right, so All right. these are, these are guys. Guys that he claims will definitely be cut based on okay. their contract. I don't I don't do enough research into NFL contracts to have a list like this. So thank you, Dallas, for this list. So tell me if any of these guys pique your interest. Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis, Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay, Robert Woods. Now I would say we'll say that's a better list than the last one. Yeah, I mean, I could make the argument that everybody except Robbie on that list. Even Galladay um, could have a, a you know a bounce back from where their value is now. You know, I mean, I could see. I mean, Corey Davis has always been a good football player. I mean, I'm sorry, Corey Davis has always been a very athletic football player. That's not been a good football player. Sort of has mm-hmm. knucklehead moments. 
Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas, great football player. If that guy can stay healthy. Somebody could be signing a number one, you know, just target monster. I mean, uh, he's only what twenty nine, thirty. Haven't run, haven't run a few slants out there. As long as he doesn't get, you know, too uh, too diva and upset with whatever's going on on the team, you know, let him play with wherever Brady goes. He, he'll he'll be happy. With, you know, that would be interesting with Brady. Like he's not he's not going to rock the boat with, with Brady. You know, right? That's true. That's true. I mean, Bob Woods. There's nothing that tells us he's done. The problem is he was on the Titans. It's so. hard to judge 2022 based on what the, the Titans year. Um, right. You know, he. I mean, he traditionally he's been a good separator. You know, post knee injury, I, you know, not much, not much there there. But I'm not going to go back and watch every route that Bob Evans, Bob Evans, Bob Woods ran. But I mean. I, I would take a flyer on him for a third, fourth. Mm-hmm. You know, what would you like give that. up for Michael Thomas? More, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would, yeah. I guess, I don't know. Would you take it just, like, let, let, let's, let's, I'm going to throw out an asset that we all think is completely toxic right now. Is going to get replaced, drafted over, or signed free agent. Would you give up? And or take Devin Singletary. I I knew you were going to say Devin Singletary. Um, I would not. I mean, I just feel like he's he's just so like his value is just so through the floor at this point. I would not take Devin Singletary for Michael Thomas. I try to give him to you for (laughs) Michael Thomas, though. You know, hey, it's gonna be free agent. You know, he was he was underused in 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 Buffalo, and mm-hmm. he's younger. Maybe he'll go somewhere that'll actually use him and, and have like a run. You know, an offense that isn't just so pass happy. You know, Come what on. if he goes to the Eagles? Yeah, I mean, they have a need for a running back, right? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm not sure what happened with Miles Sanders. Um, no one saw him get hurt. He didn't go into the tent, yet mm. he got benched. Kenny like, Gainwell, like 14 carries, right? Yeah, Gainwell and Boston Scott. Yeah. And and I, I will say that I did not think that Sanders was having a good game up until that point. He missed a bunch of cutback lanes. Didn't he have a, like a touchdown or two, though? He had two touchdowns, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. uh, yeah. I mean, the one was just from the five up the gut untouched. Yeah. Yeah. You know, our, our offensive line is ridiculous. And the other one was our offensive line too. Like, I mean, you or I could have scored off on that. Kelsey did. I think Kelsey did score is right behind him. (laughs) So So. I, let's talk about Galladay for like a, a a quick second, right? Sure. That's a weird one. I mean, like he's, he's big. He can have a boundary presence. He, he's not been the most consistent as far as like a catcher of the ball when it's thrown to him. But like, I don't know, you know, it's just, it's one of those weird things, you know, where a guy just kind of like just falls off a cliff out of nowhere, you know, like, I mean, there were attitude reports and, and things like that. You know, you think some, you think a team takes a chance on, on him? He'll sign somewhere. He's not going to be out of the NFL. He'll at least get it. Yeah camp invite somewhere i think he'll get a i think he'll get 
an actual one-year deal. He's not getting more than that, but I think no. he'll actually he'll get an actual one-year deal. Might be for the veteran minimum amount, like you know, million or two. Um, I I don't understand that. I was all in two years ago when he was free agent coming out of Detroit. I I thought he was worth the late first. Gave yeah. up that value a couple places mm-hmm. for him, you know, and I just. He's just withered on my rosters ever since. I think I, maybe I we thought that. he was better than he really was. I don't know. Sure. Sure. I'm, I'm sure we did. But there's also this other thing where he's not a separator. He's not going to ever be standing around wide open or running around wide, o- wide open. Nope. Nope. He's a big guy that you have to throw it up to and, and trust him that he's going to get it. You know, he's, he's, a, he's the catch point, you know, kind of guy. And he had enough, he had, well, really good technique on a go route and enough speed that he knew how to stack a receiver and get on the other side of him. So he had some long touchdowns, but he's so never been ask, fast. Let me ask you this. You're more of an X's and O's guy than, than, than I am, mm-hmm. right? The, the Mothership podcast uh, this week was talking about when they were doing their one round rookie mock was talking about, um, you know, the modern NFL and players that are better suited for the modern NFL, right? When we look at the number of small guys, wide receivers, right, being drafted, the success of small wide receivers in the last few years, the offenses that are spread out, right, the, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of zone to be, um, to be capitalized on. Like, I'm not saying, like, the X receiver is obsolete, but, you know, is is a guy like Galladay lesser valued in the NFL? Not just like him, because obviously he's garbage. But like you know, like that type of body, that type of presence is. I mean, you know, the, the, we talk about the alpha and the beta, right? And the analytics guys with the thresholds for the alphas versus the betas, and and all that. I, it, you know, I I think we are maybe lagging behind, and we need to like catch up to like. Yeah, in the past, uh, the people who have top 24 wide receiver seasons are more often than not, you know, the big body guys that that pass a certain height, weight, and BMI threshold. But that's not true anymore. And maybe we need to, like, you know, adjust adjust our process, you know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's, I guess, the, yeah, the Des Bryant, Kenny Galladay type of wide receiver is just, not obsolete, but just not in demand as it used to be. As as in demand as it used to be, it's just gonna. It takes the right quarterback and, and coaching staff to use a player like that. I just don't think Danny Dimes trusts him. Mm. I, I don't think he trusts him. I don't think he's gonna be. I don't think he can play with a player like that. They didn't have any chemistry right from the start, and then Galladay most likely was a jerk about it. Mm. You know, from the reports and from the way he just got benched when he was healthy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, for as as just desperate as they were for wide receiver help the last two years. Everybody gets hurt all the time there. Galladay just <laughs> gets no run. So that that's most likely an attitude problem. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my top 11 rookie wide receivers right now. Just my first three tiers of, of 11 guys, right? Um, mm-hmm. Three, we know for sure, are over six foot. Two wow. are listed at six foot jsn and Boutte. Mm, probably are not 
Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, but that's, yeah. Th- like, that's I mean, it's, it's, it could be this class, you know, like, but, but, you know, well, it's if, the last few classes. Yeah. 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 I, I think we've, we've gone over on this show, we've gone over it on, on Fever a bit too. The Waddle, Devontae Smith, Calvin Ridley archetype is, is really hot right now and it's successful and teams seem to like it. We got JSN and Jordan Addison coming out mm-hmm. in that similar mold this year. And I, I think it's wheels up. Those guys are first round picks all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I am, I, what I'm hoping is the NFL has learned and that, and that the Raiders will stop drafting the Henry Ruggs of the world in the first round. You know what I mean? Makes me worry a little bit about Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt, Hyatt, yeah, exactly. But he, the analytics guys like him, but you know that it's kind of, it's kind of. I don't want to say cherry picking, but you know he hits certain thresholds. But we're looking at like one year of production with with Tillman not there. So mm-hmm. you know. So and then another thing that's coming up with with a lot of these guys they're talking about in in this twenty three class is like X Y Z blah blah blah. He's gonna be better if there's a big alpha there, like to help him out and draw attention away. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the the big alpha may be a dying breed but you know are very very important you know to to some offenses especially you know for to the success of of some of these smaller receivers like even JSN and well, not JSN and Addison but like you know uh, like a a Boutte a Flowers uh you know mm-hmm. Parker Washington you know certainly a Mims or a Downs you know uh you need to pair them with like you know an AJ Brown right so yeah, yeah, I keep forgetting about Josh Downs too. I'm yeah. starting to come around on Zay Flowers now that I, especially since I saw he weighed in at 182 at the Triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, it's like almost 10 pounds heavier than we thought he was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's good. And at 5'10, I think a legit 5'10. So that's it's short, but it's not Rondell Moore short. I think he's he came in at 5'9. Five nine, okay. I think, it, but it matters less than than the the weight boost is out outweighs, if you will, pardon the pun, the one inch shorter mm-hmm. than he was listed as. You know what I mean? Right on. Yeah, I'm more willing to take a chance on on guys. Like I'm I'm not real worried about guys in that range. Um, obviously, we want guys to be six foot two hundred, but at minimum. But like we said, it's not happening a lot these days. I'm way I, I'm I'm out on the Two two out well, Rondo Moore, Wando Robinson size, the the five six guys. I'm not sure if Wando was actually that short, but like two two and Rondo, I'm out on the on that size of guy, that wide receiver or slot receiver, whatever. You know, a guy in that range, but who but is a better prospect, they say, than Atwell, Nathaniel Dell. From oddly enough, I've heard the name. name. I haven't looked at him. Oddly enough, his nickname is Tank. He's uh he's 165 oh, okay. pounds, right? Uh, the, played for, the tank at wide receiver. Okay, gotcha. Play play Hughes play for Houston wide receiver 165, and like Tutu Atwell was drafted in the second round, right? But like you know what? It, yeah, it might it was be complete it, bust. It might be that we're running behind on running back too. You know, like as much as like you know, I like those big guys. You know, at the same time, the NFL likes to give the you know guys the ball in space and let them create you know so you know a guy like gibbs and you know i don't love guys still have their their place yeah 
Yeah. I mean, I th- they had their place for sure. But uh, what I'm saying is, I think, like, like I'm saying, don't I mean, count I'm... out the smalls at wide receiver like we used to. Like, we can't count out maybe some of the smalls at running back. You know, like Ty J Spears is 5'10, 195. I mean, he runs like an like 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 his like his like his ass is on fire. Like I love he's not guy. that small. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, okay, but like okay, Deuce Deuce Vaughn. But just let me bring on up, the right offense could 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 produce well for fantasy. Okay. What I'm trying to get out though is there's offenses that are going the other way on that though. You know, Ramondre Stevenson, Monty, Khalil Herbert, you know, there are there um the, the Titans with obviously the King and Hassan Haskins and, you know, Snoop Connors in the league. And there, there are big backs out there that are getting running. I, Caleb Huntley and, and Algier are more of a, or there's very similar players to me, by the way, they're more like kind of short stocky balls of fury to me than, you know, than the, than a light sort of in space kind of player. So they're out there. Mm-hmm. So I just want to push back a little bit at running back just because, yeah, you know, we, we, are, we are seeing them with James Cook and the like, but it just wasn't that they'll be able to stand up to any kind of workload. Mm-hmm. But, they, I mean, those guys are out there. It's just, I think, the, and, and, you know, Gainwell is a great, great example. He's tiny. He looks tiny out there. Where's 14. <laughs> you know, how can you be a big running back wearing 14? I think, but I think he actually is listed at 201, which is the weird thing, right? Is he? I think he is, yeah. That's not very surprising. He didn't come out at that weight. I think it was more like 180. I, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is like, not that I'm disagreeing with you. I mean, in, history shows that the NFL is not kind, both in their evaluation and in the wear and tear on guys that are under 200 pounds at, at running back. Yeah, Gangwell's listed at five nine two zero one. I th- I just wow. think I just think that like maybe the gap is smaller than in the modern NFL. A guy, if a guy like Gibbs or Achain or Deuce Vaughn is efficient with the touches, right in space, I can they buy can that. Be a little more relevant than than maybe we think. I don't know. Yeah, I can buy that. It, if you think about it, like back in the day. So what am what am what am I one of the free agents? running backs that, that really sticks out in my head was Michael Turner. Do you remember him? Vaguely. He was, yeah, behind, yeah. he was behind Ladanian on the chargers. And when his free agent contract came up, he, they called him Michael burner, uh, Michael Turner, the burner. Oh, you know, right. Was, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, a yeah. fastback coming out and he went and signed a big free agent contract with the Falcons. He was really good for them as, as a lead back, but he bulked up like in the off season, you know, he did a couple cycles of vitamin <clears throat> D mm. and uh, really bulked up. And it just showed that like, you know, just the mentality back then was that it, I don't care how fast you are. You need to put on muscle, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it definitely yeah, yeah. could be changed. Remember, remember Christian Okoye. Uh, yeah. What a monster. Him and Barry word. <laughs> the Nigerian nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's get let's get into some landing spots for these guys. Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. So I've broken them into some tiers, all okay. right? And we'll, I just want you to tell me um, whether you think that these are tier one teams or not, and then we'll get into um, a little who would you rather. Okay. All right, so. Do, tier has one anyone I ever have... told you that you cough a lot when you say the word vitamin? 
<laughs> Thanks, Mr. Literal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so tier one, I have um, the my criteria for this were teams that have a clear need at wide receiver one and two, really, for most of these teams, and um, already have a quarterback in place, already have their franchise quarterback in place. Mm-hmm. All right. So in this tier, I have Kansas City. Clear need for wide receiver, franchise quarterback, elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. Tier uh, two, I have the Giants. Obvious, clear need, quarterback in place. They're going to either franchise or sign Danny Dimes. Pats, clear need. Now that they have the offensive coordinator that's not a special teams coordinator, you know, they have an actual, you know, offensive coordinator. Bill O'Brien, I think, will do a good job with that offense. And Say what you want about Mac Jones with an act, you know, with an actual offense. I expect him to build on his year one numbers. Real quick, and, I, and I, I saw a, a, I think a beat writer tweet that um, Mac Jones says, I want to be coached hard, and mm. that Bill O'Brien is the right guy to coach him hard. So, and he knows that firsthand. Yeah, he was his coordinator, you know, offensive coordinator at, at Bama, and Bama guys always get better. They always want, they always take the coaching and um, they always get better. Otherwise, they don't make it at Alabama. Um, And then the last team in this tier I have are the Ravens. Ravens, you said? You know, yeah, Ravens. Uh, And and I'm, for this exercise, we're supposing Lamar stays because there's no way Mm -hmm. I believe they're letting him go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any teams you don't think are tier one in there? Well, I mean, I think within that tier, there's a spectrum. Sure, but that sounds. But yeah, that sounds that sounds good. What did you, did you think about putting the Bears in that tier? I did. I did. They're pretty much at the top of tier two. Okay. I thought about it. I actually, if you could see my street right under the Ravens, I have a B, and then it's scribbled out. Mm. Just, I guess that's my. I, I, I guess that's my faith you know no faith in fields my confidence level in fields i guess sure mm-hmm. and that's gut that, that is total gut feeling i mean it's whether it's he's talented. i mean whether he whether he's gonna elevate players around him or not i think is really really up in the air it you know, is as if you have him as a fantasy player i believe that he's gonna put up points and probably perform as a top 12 quarterback in dynasty or in, in fantasy but um do i think he's going to elevate players around him especially this coming year eh, probably not uh, you know, pretty, not to pretty, the level you know that you would want pretty telling that that dimes is a quarterback in place and yeah. fields is not yeah. well, i mean Dable and Saquon with the running game, you know, but interesting. Yeah. I, I guess that's more, that more, that's more to me about Dable. Dable is definitely the whisperer for that kind of quarterback. You know, the, the Allen and Danny Dimes is like, you know, Josh Allen's little brother. You know, just not as talented, not as big. 
And according to you, uh, Will Levis is the middle child. Yes, exactly. Will Levis is somewhere in between those two. Yeah. Bad decisions and all. <laughs> they all they all tried to steal their girlfriends from each other, always making bad choices, you know. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's play a little Who Would You Rather with some of these guys that we talked about earlier and some of these J-Lo. Tier ones. J-Lo? Yeah. Oh, I, different Who Would You Rather. Okay. <laughs> Gross. All right, so uh, I'm, uh, Jenna Jameson still. Jesus. Anyway. Hold on a second. <laughs> My... My smartphone that wasn't invented when she was relevant says it's not 1997 anymore. I just... All right, Chasey Lane. Same. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ju- who would you rather? Juju stays with Casey. No, no, no. I would change that. Juju goes to the Giants or Lazard goes to Casey. Who would you rather have? Um, that's a very that's a very good question. Um, I lean Lazard to Casey, even though I kind of like was dumping on L- Lazard there um, before, uh, because that that's quarterback certainty, which he doesn't have, and that certain quarterback is 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 Patrick Mahomes, and he's probably a smarter player than you know, um, a number of the receivers there. And if we're assuming Juju has gone to the Giants, then there's certainly some, I know vacated targets isn't like everybody's favorite thing, but, you know, it's it's a thing. Um, Also, on top of that, I wonder how much Juju and Wandale cannibalize each other in that scenario, Mm. Um, being fairly similar players. So, yeah, it's kind of a push, but eh, give me Lazard and the Chiefs. I like that too. I like that too. I th- Even I think, though I think right now in the, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, you hit on a, a, a good point that Lazard's a Lazard's a savvy player, and I think he would. You know, he he plays well with Rodgers. He probably play really well with Mahomes too. That street ball kind of kind of style. I was gonna say, even though like right now there are probably like 35 spots like separated in my rankings. <laughs> um, in that scenario, all of a sudden, you know that that gap closes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who would you rather? Jacoby Myers to the Ravens or McCall Hardman to the Pats? Myers to the Ravens, like hands down. Is it just because you think he's a better player? He he's he's a better player. Um, I have hope for that offense now, right? And and now think about, you know, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Andrews, Jacoby Myers. And say what you will about Bateman, but you know Bateman to, as as on 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 the on the outside with with Myers, you know, more of the in, intermediate routes, right? Um, with an offensive coordinator who's not named Greg Roman. Yeah. Wheels up. Whereas McCole, I don't like. And I think the Pats are in that tier of they have a quarterback and they have a need at wide receiver. 
but they also have like a really vanilla quarterback and you know Ramondre JK close tight ends not close complimentary receiver Tyquan Thornton you know mm-hmm. like to versus Bateman like and plus I already like Hardman worse than I like Myers like yeah all right cool Cool. I agree. I agree. I, I do think that they would also need a speed element, but that's not that hard to find. You know, wouldn't it be neat if they drafted Jalen Hyatt and signed Jacoby Myers? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You know, or, hell, oh, sign Jacoby Myers and DJ Chark. They could get Marvin Mims at a, you know, at a much lower draft capital price than Jalen Hyatt. But isn't he more of the Jacoby Myers type, I, or is he, or is he a an over the top guy? I'm not. I, I, I think, haven't done him yet. Actually. So I, 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 you are right. I think in that people overstate the fact that he's just a deep ball guy. Uh, I'm just thinking, you know, in general. Oh, he, but he is a deep ball guy. He can Mims? be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I thought he was more of the shifty slot guy, but I, like I said, I haven't watched him. But I just was thinking in general, small and fast. Mm. You know. Yeah, and much cheaper as far as draft capital with a much bigger pedigree and longer resume. Guy was like the like the number one or two, uh, like wide receiver in all of Texas high school football. And side note, Texas kind of takes high school football seriously. Do they? Yeah, a little was bit. Is there a TV show about that or a movie or something? No. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's move on to tier two. Okay. I don't want to go too long tonight. So um, let's hit. No, up no, 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 no. We're going long. <laughs> okay, we're going long. All right. So we got, I, actually, I don't have to open tomorrow. So F it. If you're in, I'm in. Um, this is a longer tier. So stay with me. I have the Bears, the Bills, Dallas. I, I just can't say their team name for some reason. The Vikings, the Cards. And the Chargers. And these are sort of a mixed bag because I, I didn't have a a sort of like it's the guy it, it I didn't have a criteria. These are the teams that didn't meet tier one criteria, but I still mm-hmm. like, you know, for some reason. Bears, they don't have anybody. The Bills, I think Gabe Davis is a really good third receiver, you know, stretch the field, um, nice complimentary guy, but um, they could use an upgrade as second guy, mm-hmm. and and Khalil Shakir is like they're like third fourth speed guys to mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah, and anyway, Dick's not well, getting who, any younger. Who do you, yeah, exactly, exactly. They need to draft some talent. I think it's obvious that they needed some weapons um, in that last game they played. Whether whether Josh Allen was one hundred percent or not, they needed to be able to rely on something else. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm sorry. Do you want me to go over those again? Uh. Yes and no. All right. Uh, tell me the tier one teams again. Just the teams. Giants, Pats, KC, Ravens. Giants, 44.3 million cap space. Chiefs, 14 million cap space. Ravens, 27 million cap space. Patriots, 32.6 million cap space. Uh, and what was the other one? That was it, right? That was it. 
All right. Now let's take a look at tier two, the Bears. Number one at 91 million cap space. Wow. And, who's the re- okay. and who's the rest of the tier? Bells. Negative uh, 19.6. 19.6. Is this after the new cap was announced? Um, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Still, it's neighborhood, uh, you know? Yeah. Dallas. We know that they're uh, in trouble. Minus seven. 7.2. Okay. Yeah. Vikings. Minus 23.4. Woof. Uh, cards. Uh, they're okay. Four, plus 14.47. 14, 14 and Chargers. Minus 20.4. Yikes. So a lot of this tier is the tier for drafting guys, not signing guys. Sure. I just, I, I guess you're adding a little realism to my fantasy game here. This, I thought it would be a neat, a neat wrinkle, right? Use yeah. wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These are all places that could use a wide receiver mm-hmm. and are not a dumpster fire at quarterback. Okay. You know, actually, most of these teams have a, a franchise quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. All of these teams have a franchise quarterback. So, you know, a couple of elite guys in here. The problem is, like, Chargers have too much competition, so they're not tier one. The Cardinals, not knowing who the coach is going to be and that Kyler's not going to be ready for the start of the season doesn't really – that doesn't pass the smell test to me as an elite landing mm-hmm. spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Vikings, um, I, I don't know that they're going to get rid of Thielen. So is there really room? Mm-hmm. I guess is, is my thought. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Hawk gets so much more attention now and obviously they have, they have the best wide receiver in football, so. Um, and then Dallas really needs a wide receiver, I feel like, but they already have a number one taking some attention away. Um, Dak isn't really elite to me, but he is at least a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I would um, also add that Gallup is second year back from ACL next year. So True, true. And who knows, maybe Tolbert just needed a year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that kind of – and and I – I guess somewhere in the back of my mind, I realized that Dallas is not going to be able to do everything mm-hmm. this year in free agency. Mm-hmm. So didn't really seem realistic to me either. Mm-hmm. You know, overly realistic. Anyway. All right, so let's play a little who would you rather with these guys? Mm-hmm. Sophia Loren. Gross. Mm. So, uh, I mean, in grumpier old men, Sophia Loren? <laughs> I mean, is she still alive, Brian? What are we talking here? <laughs> I thought I thought tier two we were going to do old time vintage, but I guess you know I'm, I'm playing. I'm still playing the wrong game here. <laughs> Paris Campbell, mm-hmm. Paris Campbell to the Bills, uh-huh. or Shark to the Chargers. Campbell Campbell to the Bills. Um, I think because uh, I think he fills a role that the Bills are looking for and maybe only kind of have Shakir for. Whereas Chark to the Chargers, you know, Williams isn't like that, like super speed deep threat, take the top off a defense guy, but he is he is like an outside guy, right? You know, what, what they're going to need is the next Keenan Allen. 
and his, and his name is um, not that it's a direct comp, but uh, Jackson Smith and Ajigba. Uh, they're going to draft Jackson Smith and Ajigba. He's going to land on the Chargers' wheels effing up. And uh, yeah, yeah. so no, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I would, I would, I would take, I would take Campbell on 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 the Bills, even though I, you know, I I like Chark probably better. I just, I just think that. Campbell fills a role that the, that the Bills need more than Chark does for the for the Chargers. I'll push back a little. I, I think that I think the Chargers were desperately missing a, a deep threat this year. They lost Jalen Guyton, and there was really their only, like yeah. you said, Mike Williams can get open deep, but he's not he's not going to scare defenses into playing back. Mm-hmm. You know, no, that's you, a very you good have point. to have multiple yeah. guys. Yeah. So um, I, I do think they need, and I feel like he's not going to be an expensive, you know, replacement or expensive option. So, no. but Paris Campbell, I feel it really fits the Bills. You know, they do have guys that can stretch the field and he'd have a lot of room to operate underneath it. I think Josh Allen's shown that he, he likes to play with a slot receiver. You know, he lit Cole Weasley up a couple years ago. Um, very true yeah I, I like that fit so let me ask you this all right let's go back to Jacoby Myers to the cards to the cards. or Juju to Dallas I think I think because of the factors that you mentioned before, um, you know the uncertainty with the Cardinals. Um, uh, I, I would I would have to lean. Um, I would have to lean on on the Juju side on this one. I mean, I have Juju higher ranked anyway, and when I think about the situations that they would go into, you know. Um, I, I mean, you'd have to you'd have to tell me though that that Lamb Lamb's probably going to have to play a smaller percentage in the slot, and you know what does that what does that mm-hmm. do to him? Right. But um, yeah, he that plays I a just, lot in the slot. But I mean, I just you know, I just I just think that's that's better. Yeah. What the, what is their offense even going to look like next year? We have no idea who their offensive coordinator is going to be. So Mike McCarthy gets a. Oh God! Such so is still going to be this boring uh, slog that they throw out there. It's really, I mean, it's a, it's better than Jason Garrett, but it's still, it's not real inventive, and you don't see them like they could run a <laughs> if they have the right players. Like, could you imagine Juju, <clears throat> Juju Lamb, and we'll say Gallup gets back to his old. Uh, his old health, or you have somebody with some speed and a stack and a three man stack, you know, where you have um, like the smaller speed guy offset from the line of scrimmage, maybe even a little bit of motion to get him open. And then you have those two big body guys uh, kind of clearing space underneath. It just seems like it could work, even though that they're similar players. Well, they're not really similar players, but they operate in similar areas of the field, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lamb's way better player and just has 
way more speed than Juju and can get downfield or whatever. But I don't know. Seems like it could work a bit. It's not really probably what they like a perfect fit, but the right offensive coordinator can make that work. I think is what I'm saying. Do you think that the Vikings are going to go for a wide receiver? They're probably likely to draft one, right? I mean, I would I would think that the draft would be where they address it, um, given the given the cap situation. Um, they also have to think about uh, where they stand on Chandler and Nwangu, assuming that Madison, you know, they can't they can't afford to re-sign Madison, so they're probably looking at it's a at that in the draft as well. I don't know that they're players much in, in free agency, but you know, I don't know how deep the guard class is in free agency or, or, or the DBs that they need, you know, to be a credible yeah. pass defense for once, you know, I, I don't know what that free agent class is like. So maybe, maybe there's some value there, but. Yeah. yeah that's pretty deep offensive line and, and, and corner actually in this draft from what I've read. I, I don't know a lot about it. Yeah, I guess that's true. I would love to see Kenny and Wangwu get a chance, at least to to be Dalvin's backup. Uh, he's got size and speed, some ability. I'd really like to see him get a, get a shot. He's been he's been good on kick returns, at least. I'll tell you that much. Sometimes those guys are in trouble because they're too good at what they do with special teams. Uh, you know. True. I mean, if he's got ability, you know, they'll most likely give him a shot. Mm-hmm. You want to move on to tier three? Yeah, sure. All right. So these are teams that need uh, that need wide receivers, but I just thought are attractive. So you have the Saints, mm-hmm. Panthers, mm-hmm. Titans, mm-hmm. Browns. Mm-hmm. Browns were almost tier two for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a real believer in the people's elbow, mm-hmm. to be honest. You know? I, I I I mean obviously I think Amari Cooper could have another good year. He's a quasi. I probably of a wide receiver. I probably like um, DPJ more than you do, uh, just for shits and giggles. Uh, uh, Browns are negative fourteen point six. Saints are just their way on the bottom. There, they're the last with like negative sixty point five. Yeah, but they'll uh, find ways to yeah. do what they want to do. Titans, negative 23.6. Uh, what was the other one? Panthers. Panthers, negative almost nine. Hmm. I, I mean, I like the Browns and I like the Browns and Panthers out of those. Um, I mean, I like the Browns. I like the Browns. Yeah, yeah. Browns obviously have good coach and quarterback. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Panthers, definitely the coach. Um, you know, the question for me is, do they, do they roll out a, a placeholder like Corral or Darnold and just eat a year? Um, you know, do they, do they trade up a few spots and grab the third quarterback out of uh, young Stroud and Levis? Do they sit at nine and draft QJ or do they sit at nine and draft Anthony Richardson and have them sit for a year? You know, it's like, what team is this wide receiver free agent going to, you know, that, yeah, that's I'm really, I'm really feeling Richardson for them. Yeah. If they don't trade up. And um, 
Titans, yeah, for sure. I mean, but again, you know, Tannehill doesn't have much much time left on the clock, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Saints are interesting, right? Like, uh, Kamara is going to get suspended. Olave may be on an island with uh, if Landry leaves and and Michael Thomas almost surely gets cut. And oh, by the way, who's going to start at quarterback? Right. And do we love their coaching? I don't think so. No. I mean, I don't know. It's tough to judge because they're just a dumpster fire. Their defense was pretty good, but their offense is just such a mess. So many injuries. Toward the end of the year, uh, when I was doing like DFS, they were they were consistently like some of the lowest team to- team implied totals, you know, uh, on the Vegas line in the entire league. Did you have the Jets anywhere? Were you thinking about them at all? As a wide receiver landing spot now? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I think they have two damn good ones. And they could just keep Corey Davis if they wanted. Yeah. It seems to me like, let's assume Corey Davis leaves or, you know, since I was like 10 years old, the Jets have needed a big body wide receiver. And Corey Davis big too. They had one like, for a minute with Keyshawn. He was kind of big. Um, hmm. I, you know, I don't know. You know, are they going to are they gonna find an excuse to trade more now, Elijah Moore, when it, so, because it doesn't look like they're giving into the trade demand now, you know? Well, are they going to keep him and is he still doghouse? Like, you know, uh, who's going to be the QB? There's a lot, a lot of questions a there. Trade? Well, I don't. Is he still demanding a trade? I don't know that he – no, I don't think he's demanding a trade anymore. But, like, you know, he also basically got doghoused and not used with, like, every quarterback they had. So, you know, I – I mean, if they, I, have I to, if they have to trade for a quarterback, would he possibly be part of that trade? I think it's a good – that's a good – I mean, it's point. not fantasy yeah. football, but I don't know. I, that kind of just cropped up in my brain. I, yeah, I mean, there's your you opportunity, know, there's, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like the Jets as a landing spot. Just I believe they're going to get a quarterback. I think Hackett's a good OC. You know, I, I don't think he he's a good head coach. I don't think he mixed well with with Russell Wilson. I don't think a lot of people mix well with Russell Wilson. No. I don't think so either. But uh, wasn't it basically Hackett's offense that they were running that scored like thirteen points a game? That's what makes me nervous. Yeah, but they're running it with a quarterback that either wasn't suited to it or just didn't want to. You know, Mm. as soon as Hackett left, Russell Wilson's efficiency just shot up. Yeah. You know, he's not through the roof, but it really shot like right away. Mm. You know, they started looking good. Judy started looking good. You know, it, and they were still having huge offensive line problems the entire year. But as soon as Hackett left, it was different. So I don't know if that's mental, on purpose, not on purpose. No, Russell Wilson doesn't. Why? All I know is what my wife tells me, his wife is a handful. Oh, Ciara? Yeah, yeah. The singer? Yeah, every time. Yes, every time his name comes up, you know, I'm cursing at the TV. Come on, Russ, I need something. She'll just look at me and go, his wife's a handful. That's Hmm. all I know. And, and he, he doesn't, doesn't poop. Like poop. Yeah. I swear. 
That man just needs it. One good game day crap. Mm. Anyway. So. <laughs> I'm not going to do tier two guys. Who would you rather? I'm not. I can't. But this is it. So can we. Are there any guys. I Before you came on, I speculated that. I mean, it's not that much of a speculation. Brandon Cook's going to get traded. Right. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. is probably the number one out of all these guys, right? If you're an NFL team. Mm, nah, I think I no, uh, I would put him three behind Juju and Myers. Would you? Okay. But acquisition cost, you could probably, you know, trade for cooks for much cheaper than the, you know, contract that you're gonna give to Juju or Myers. Hmm. Cooks has a chance to be two or even one. I just, you know, I don't know how much of this year was the Texans were terrible. He he gave up and was, you know, like, I I don't know, you know, so kind of scares me a little bit. Like, I could totally see him bouncing back in the right spot, but I kind of believe more in Juju and Myers at the moment. Yeah. If I knew, yeah, if I knew that he hasn't, he definitely hasn't lost this step. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be all about him, but there's that chance because he wasn't getting open deep at all. Mm-hmm. He can still, he can still, he's a good zone beater. He's a savvy player, um, and he can still get open up underneath. Underneath, but I don't know if he's going to stretch defenses anymore like he used to. Which of those tier three teams? Not that he has to go to a tier three team, but which of those tier three teams do you think he might fit with the best? Browns. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I'd like good to run. see him there, actually. I think that would be a pretty good fit. Mm-hmm. You know, not not a lot of pressure for him to be the number one. They also have weapons. You know, they also have a run game, run first team. They also have weapons, DPJ and Brown. And also uh, the three or four games that Najoku will play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I don't know too too much about the Browns um, uh, uh, team needs you know going into the draft Um, Mm -hmm. but uh, they have a second a third two fourths two fifths a sixth and a seventh you think you could get Brandon Cooks for a fourth or a fifth you you would think but don't you think somebody offered that for him at the trade deadline and they didn't trade him? Was that the, was an odd thing to me. Was the friction between him and the team as evident then as it was later? I mean, I don't know. I can't remember. I'm not saying it wasn't. I just, for some reason, I, I think I remember. Well, that's when it all. Later. Yeah. Oh, that's when right. it all blew I, up. And right. I didn't get traded, so I was mad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It's a different GM now, right? Or they keep their GM and fire the head coach. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's right. They they kept the GM. Texans, so, yeah, they, yeah, they kept what's his face from Cesariano or what? It's a, the guy from the yeah, Patriots, yeah. Caesar Salad. Yeah, um, yeah, and I'm salad. looking at uh, I'm looking at these mock drafts that some of these Browns like websites are, are running, and there's a wide receiver taken in in round two or three. So their first two picks in all three of them. So 
they they seem to think they need a wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, anyone that goes to the Titans just grosses me out. What? And then if you think of the, what what can they do? They can sign Brady. I was going to say, what can they do at quarterback? Right, like. They can sign Brady on a team-friendly deal. He doesn't need money. Maybe he just wants to go, you know, see what he can do with King Henry and his old buddy Vrabel. If you're Brady, though, and you can go there or you can go to Las Vegas. Vegas. I don't know. You know, you got the, you got the coach connection. You got Jacobs, mm-hmm. Waller, Devontae Adams, Renfro, right? Um, you Titans know, Renfro. have a much better Titans have a much better defense. It's more true. ready made to win. That's very true. Yeah. And run knows defense. if he really Yeah. Who knows if he really trusts McDaniels as a head coach? I mean, Vrabel's got a much better track record. He's I mean, he's taking a team without a quarterback, basically, with just sort of this. Tannehill sort of turned into a manager. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah, taken that yeah. to the playoffs a couple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gave, so, you know, gave think about this a hard time. time in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? We're, we're misfiring the, tonight. We're interrupting. No, no, go on, go on, go on. My bad. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it's okay. Think about this time last year. You know, when if you were doing like a rookie draft before the NFL draft, you know, if you were a maniac who does those. Um, although, you know, doing one or two of those is fun sometimes. You know, think about where you were drafting Malik Willis then, right? <laughs> Spending like yeah, the that's, 105 that's, on him, you know. That's the real problem with Titans receivers. Like, are they really going to go with Malik Willis next year? I don't think they are. No. I, he just I, – he's the kind of guy that's going to have to sit two – three years and then maybe gets a shot. I don't know. But they, they drafted him in the third round. They don't have to, they don't have to start him. No, I would, I would imagine that the, their, their next starting quarterback is not named Malik Willis. Yeah. Yes, we guess. Well, Tannehill's Tannehill's got the real out in this contract after next year but i'm pretty sure they could still move on from him if they they, if they you know if it came down to getting brady if brady wanted to go there they'd make it happen what's blaine gabbard doing these days (laughs) backing up brady (laughs) tampa's next starting quarterback fire tile track kyle trask kyle trask yeah Yeah. gardner Minshew's a, a free agent (laughs) <laughs> All right, Minshew to the Titans, and uh, and then Car um, to the Jets, Brady yeah. to the <laughs> Brady to the Raiders, and Brady to retirement, and Rogers to a bus hitting him, and he's paralyzed <laughs> from the neck down for the rest of his life. What would it be if if Rogers went to Tampa? Well, no, number right. twelve is available, right? Uh, 
it would just be so desperate and gross. I, I would, I just, everyone would hate it. All right. So uh, there we go. There's our wide receiver free agency primer. Sorry guys. It wasn't more exciting. Um, next year, next week, we're going to do something a little whoa. different. We've done running back whoa. free agents and wide receiver free agents. What, 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 what I miss, what I miss. It wasn't exciting because of who was on or because wide receivers No, the content. Are... Oh, okay. Wide because receivers the are not content. as good as the running back. Okay. <laughs> the subject okay. matter, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Your, your co-host last week seemed to get lukewarm after like the three best running backs in the class. And they're like, I don't want to talk about anybody else. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> How exciting is that? I mean, Damien Harris was their limit? Oh, I don't want to talk about Damien Harris. <laughs> yeah, they didn't want to talk about Damien Harris. Mike was like, everybody just needs to stay where they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had some gusses last week, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> right on. Man, thank you so much. I can't, seriously, can't say thank you enough for saving my, my, my nuts. Because uh, this was going to be about a 20-minute episode. Now it's an hour yeah. 20. Well, I'm glad I was uh, home and not doing anything else. Shocker. <laughs> right on. What you drinking tonight, by the way? I forgot to ask. Uh, that would be lime seltzer and coffee. Lime seltzer. Yes, sir. And coffee. Yes, sir. Wonderful. Coffee, by I'll the way, water. Uh, since it was such a hot topic today in the DWZ universe, um, mm. I hate flavored coffee. Comma, yeah. but. Comma, but. There's a coffee company called Grounds and Hounds, and um, some of the money goes to like you know dog shelters and stuff. And they oh, released cool. this um, uh, chocolate peanut butter coffee, and it was supposed to be seasonal, just for like you know the winter. And like mm. it looks like they're going to keep it year round because it was so popular. Now, I like sex, but chocolate so. and peanut butter is much better. <laughs> Let's face it. Like, why bother with sex when there's chocolate and peanut butter? And the thing is, it's a pretty understated flavor. Like, it's not overwhelming. Like, when you, like, smell, like, a Dunkin' hazelnut, like, from across the room, you know? And I, like, want to puke, you know? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. I'm drinking drinking chocolate peanut butter coffee. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I just do uh, piss bold from Costco. Yeah. And cake. I know you hate me for using K-Cups, I'm sure. No, not really. No, I mean, listen, I understand the whole environmental impacting. And yeah, there are those little reusable things that you can just put like ground coffee into it. I get it. Right. But, you know, we have to start not pointing fingers at individual consumers and start thinking about the systems that create climate crisis. Right on. Lesson from Brian for the night. I just, the point is, though, I don't put anything in it. I just drink black coffee. I don't oh yeah, like no, either. Yeah, no. And so the whole no, no. the whole conversation is lost on me. Although I am, for my years in Marriott, um, a trained Starbucks barista. In fact, I could train you to be a Starbucks barista. Um, just you know, never I drink anything. I either have. Just I mean, they're, black. they're regular coffee. Yeah. yeah. It's I it's either very have just and dark. plain black I, coffee. I like that, but. Or I have like the espresso drinks, you know, like an oat milk latte or something mm. like that, you know. Um, but like as far as like my regular coffee that's not an espresso drink, I'm not putting any any cream or sugar in it. Like that's for the week. Like, yeah. you right know, 
And by the way, I I do like Starbucks coffee. I don't find it. I don't find it bitter. I tend to the people who find it bitter. I kind of I don't I don't trust them. I don't think they actually like coffee. It's bitter and dark, but I like that. That's what I want out of my coffee. And that's funny that you just said that because that's I was about to say. My grandfather used to say, if you have to put shit in your coffee to make it taste better, then you don't like coffee. I like my coffee like I like my women in my mouth. <laughs> wow. That's what she said. I would love to end it there, but we've got a couple <laughs> plugs. <laughs> what is your um what what are your plugs, Brian? I know we can find you all over the interwebs and the sound waves. Oh please. <laughs> You, you can you can find me on various uh, uh, discords, overthinking rookies. No. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at FFJunkie underscore. Uh, obviously, do Dynasty Fever. Uh, Wednesdays, we record me and Jesse, and the episodes drop Thursday at Dynasty Fever Pod on Twitter. I do some stuff with goingfor2.com, including some articles and Dynasty rankings, and a live podcast on Saturdays at 7.30 on their YouTube channel. Uh, going for two live YouTube channel, and that's called the Dynasty Saturday Night Five, where we do some lists of five to kind of have some fun with Dynasty. Yes, Dynasty Fever. We have Matt Hicks of Debbie Rookie Big Board. Rookie Big Board. Oh, yeah. I, I've recently started listening to those guys. Um, when I say recently, probably the last two months. Once Rookie Fever started hitting me, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I, I, I went back to those because they're really good. They're they're really good. They're very detailed, and I'm I'm I think we're very very lucky to have Matt Hicks on Dynasty Fever this week. It's Except really that's fun next week. Next week, damn it! This week it's the two tw- 2023 <laughs> running back wild ride. Oh uh, yeah, the wild ride. Yeah, Mr. Toad. All right. So uh, real quick, uh, just want to. Uh, jump on something that Memphis is pushing, and that is the um, orphans in our um, in our Patreon leagues. So Memphis is giving away um, prepaid orphan teams in our Patreon leagues. Um, out of I think we're up to fifteen leagues, we have five orphans. So really doing well. Not a lot of orphans we could fill them, but Memphis actually um, told Neil, our admin, to stop filling those positions so that he could give those away as prizes. So if you join our Patreon, um, Dynasty Warzone Patreon, just uh, message Memphis uh, at something on Twitter. (laughs) I think it's it's DWZ underscore Memphis, right? Yes, there it is. On Twitter, just message him and um, uh, tell him you want to join. And like I said, he's giving away those those uh, those prizes, I think he's um, giving away some free Patreon dues as well. So is no a really underscore. good time to join. DWZ uh, no Memphis. Yeah. Okay. Really good time to join the Patreon. There's a lot of extra content coming out. So I think he put out three different Patreon episodes this week. Um, so hop on. It's a lot of fun. You got obviously four or five uh, regular podcast a week and then um amazing leagues that brian and i are both in and like to smack each other around and make trades and lose to each other and rebuild and then win dynasties and all that kind of stuff so brian 
again, can't thank you enough, and I'll see you Wednesday. And to everybody else, we will see you next week. We'll probably be on Sunday night, and then on Tuesdays on the Dynasty Warzone Network. All right, have a good night, Brian. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.